Amen. If you'd like to find your place in Psalms chapter 5. Psalms chapter 5. And the title of the message is Stay, Don't Stray. And we need to stay put. If God's put you somewhere, just stay put. Serve Him right where He's put you till He moves you. Don't stray from where He's put you. And if you listen to this Sunday morning's message there and if you listen to that message, you, you'll realize how important it is to stay with the Lord. And we better consider our latter end and, and where the decisions, the choices that we make are going to take us. And we don't want, we want to, we don't want to do anything that's going to lead us to stray from the Word of God. And, and we, we, I want His favor in my life. And that's, that's what this passage is about, is about having the favor of God upon your life. And, how we should yearn for that and desire God's favor. But that comes, there's, there's some prerequisites to that. There, there, there's some things that you're going to have to do. And that's not something that's guaranteed. Now, the day you get saved, you're guaranteed everlasting life. And you're guaranteed salvation. And, and, and thank God for the promises of God that we have. But He wants to give us favor as well. But that's something that you're going to have to have some prerequisites for. That's not a given, the favor of God. In Psalms chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight, thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple." Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever, ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. You cannot get to verse 12 without first going through verses 1 through 11. I think we can all say, that we want God to compass us about with favor. Who would not want the favor of God on their life? I wrote a devotional that I sent out on Wednesday on faith or foolishness. The Bible says, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Foolishness, therefore, is sin. God told Asa that he had done foolishly because he had trusted in man instead of God. God would have done so much more for Asa, but Asa foolishly trusted in man. If you're saved, then you would not want to imagine your life without God's favor. 
But yet how many Christians will try to live independently of God's favor on their life? Oh, they want His provisions. They want His protection. They want His presence in the difficulties of time. They want all His promises, but yet they seem not to put much effort into gaining His favor. To get to verse 12, David instructs us on how to be compassed by God's favor as with a shield. God's favor on a person's life is not a given. Now God's favor is available. God wants to favor us. But it doesn't come without first meeting some of God's expectations. I'm going to make my way backwards and we probably won't get through the whole chapter for the sake of time. But we're going to head toward verse 1. But we're going to start from verse 12 and work our way down backwards. As we look at the criteria that has to be met in order to be compassed about like with, a, with favor as a shield. You see, my children can earn my favor by obeying me. They'll never get my disfavor as long as they obey. They can earn my favor by honoring my wife and I. They can earn my favor by walking in the truth of God's Word. But, but here's the thing, you can, they can also lose my favor. Now they'll never, never lose their relationship, but they can lose my favor. And it's the same thing with the Lord. We cannot lose our salvation, but we can lose God's favor on our life. Ask King Saul. Ask King Saul. What happened when he lost God's favor? When he chose to disobey the Lord, he lost the favor of God. Ask King Asa, who could have had so much more from God, but he foolishly trusted in man. Here in verse 12, we see that the first criteria to gaining God's favor is that of being righteous. You can't live in sin and live outside of the Word of God and what God expects and think that He's going to compass you with favor as a shield. Look at the first part of the verse 12. For thou, Lord, wilt bless who? The unrighteous? No. He'll bless who? The righteous. Those that are trying to live right according to God's Word. With favor wilt thou compass Him. Who's that Him? The righteous. As with a shield. You see, many Christians confuse God's mercy with God's favor. And they won't be living right. They know they're not living right. They know there's things they ought to be doing, but they just won't do it. And they'll say, well, I know I sinned, but you know, God didn't strike me down dead. And I, I even got a raise at work. And oh man, everything's going great on the job. And you know, nothing's really bad happening to me, so surely God will still favor me. No, that's God's mercy on your life. That's His patience, that's His long-suffering, that's His forbearance, that's His love towards you. Turn to Psalms 103 and verse 8. Psalms 103 and verse 8. 
the Lord, in verse 8 of Psalms 103, says the Lord is merciful and gracious. Thank God for that. Thank God that He's slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will He keep His anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. Thank God for that. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Thank God for His mercy in our life. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. For He knoweth our frame, He remembereth that we're dust. As for man, his days are as grass, and as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it and is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him, and His righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep His covenant, to those that remember His commandments to do them. People will fail to be faithful in their church attendance, and just because... Nothing too bad happens to them. They think that the Lord is still favoring them, but that's not biblical. They're not keeping His commandments. And God will never contradict His Word. Righteous living will gain God's favor. And just because we have God's favor, that does not mean that you will not have to suffer in this life. It doesn't mean that you won't have to face persecutions and difficulties in this life. Matter of fact, the New Testament tells us that those who will live godly shall suffer persecution. Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul's going to give Timothy here some his testimony. Here's a man that, was, that lived righteously. Here's a man that had the favor of God upon his life. Listen to what he says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, (laughs) afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but underline these words, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But in light of all these things... Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in what? In righteousness on how to live right, uh, that the man of God may be perfect, uh, truly furnished uh, unto all good works. Uh, Timothy, you just keep living right. Uh, Timothy, evil men are, and seducers, they're going to wax worse and worse. And it may even seem that nothing bad ever happens to them. Matter of fact, 
in the, in the eyes of the world, they may even look like a success story. But Timothy, you just continue in the things which thou hast learned. Timothy, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But Timothy, this right here is what you're going to do. If you want the favor of God on your life, you just stay with the Bible. Don't ever forget that God is working and God's not only working in you, but He's also working in others. And He will shield you with His favor. You know, sometimes, even as a Christian, we tend to think like a lost person. We, 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 can, we only relate the blessings with material things. But, but God's favor is not always seen in a tangible way. Having the hand of God's favor on our life is far more valuable than silver and gold. The Apostle Paul had God's favor on his life, but yet he was persecuted. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He even had a thorn in the flesh. and I, I mean, he wasn't completely well at all. And, but God blessed all his efforts and everywhere he went, God opened doors for him to be able to witness. Who knows how many people received a gospel witness from the Apostle Paul. Who knows how many were saved. Think about all the churches that were started by him and others who traveled with him. I think Paul is a living proof of verse 12 of Psalms chapter 5. God shielded him with favor. Why? Because he lived a righteous life. He wasn't perfect. And neither are you, neither am I. We're not perfect. But you know what we can be? We can be perfect repenters. We can follow God's word and we can confess our sin to God and He'll forgive us. David had God's favor on his life. We all know he wasn't perfect. But this right here is what he was. He was a perfect repenter. Aren't you glad that God knows that we're just made of dust? He knows that we're prone to wonder and you know, 1 John 1, 9 was written to, to save people, to Christians. It was written to God's people. In 1 John 1, 9 it says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God that if we mess up, we can get the favor of God back on our life. Well, let's go back to Psalms chapter 5. Psalms chapter 5 and verse 11. To have God's favor on your life, then we must be righteous and we must be trusting in Him. Look at verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever Shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. If you want God's favor on your life, if you want Him to shield you with favor there as a shield, then you're going to have to trust in Him. 
Here in this voice, we're told that rejoicing comes from trusting. Rejoicing will come from loving His name. Over in 2 Chronicles 16, Asa could have had so much more to rejoice over had he just simply trusted God. By faith, we trusted God to save our souls from hell. Well, the day you put your trust, your faith in God for the salvation of your soul, you immediately had something to rejoice over. The Bible says over and over that the just shall live by faith. Faith in God will produce joy in the heart of the believer. So how do you get that faith? Where does that faith come from? Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we want God's favor in our lives, then we're going to have to trust Him more. Trusting God is simply taking God at His word. We're going to have to increase in the knowledge of God. The more you get to know Him through His word, then the more you will trust Him. It's hard to trust someone that you don't know. It's hard to trust a stranger, but when you know someone well, then it's a lot easier to trust that person. My children trust me more than anybody else in this auditorium. Why is that? It's because they know me. Your children, they trust you more because they know you. Because you've spent time with them. You see, your faith, and, and get this, your faith will never grow stronger than your relationship with God's Word. Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Your faith will never grow stronger than your relationship with God's Word. If you and I want God to shield us with favor then we must be righteous. We must trust in Him and we must be led by God. Look at verse 8. He says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. Lord, because others are watching me, then please lead me in thy righteousness. If we want to be shielded with God's favor, then we must stay in the way that He leads us. He, he told Timothy, don't worry about what's going on around you. Don't worry about the, the evil men and seducers. They're going to wax worse and worse and they're going to seem like, man, they, they're just getting it done. He said, you just stay on the right path. You stay where God has put you. We cannot wander away from the truths of God's Word and think that God's going to favor us. We must stay the course. We must hold fast. We must stand and have it done all to stand and then just keep on standing. Apostasy is, is rampant at every level. It's in our face. It's in our families. It's in our churches. May the Lord help us to just stay where His precious Word leads us. There's nothing good happening outside of the paths of righteousness. In Psalms chapter 5 and verse 9 through 10, this is what's taking place outside of the paths of righteousness where God leads us. Look at verse 9. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throats an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. 
Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. There's no favor here. It's just God's judgment. To stray from the truth is wickedness. Well, we live in an ever-changing world and unfortunately many who once professed to be independent, fundamental Baptists have strayed from the truth of God's Word. They no longer hold to the truths wherein God had led them. In Jeremiah 6.16 it says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. There was favor in the old paths. There was rest for their souls. But they said, we don't want it. You see, God's favor will give you rest. Even when everyone else seems to be going on a different path, you can have rest in your soul. Can I ask you, do you need rest today? Then just stay with God's Word. Psalms 119, 105 says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. There's no light in darkness. Just stay where God has led you. Many churches have went to this mood lighting and these praise and worship bands and these frontline singers there, this concert and entertainment ideology. They feel as if they need to entertain rather than edify. Motivate instead of convict. Inspire rather than correct. Relate instead of pointing out sins. And connect instead of pointing souls to Jesus. They've replaced the Word of God with fables. Look at 2 Timothy. Let's go back there, 2 Timothy. In chapter 4. In verse 1 it says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing in His kingdom, preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Paul finished well. He finished with God's favor on his life. And he's encouraging Timothy to do the same thing. Hey, Timothy was faithful to the end. He made full proof of the ministry that God had given him. Oh, if we want God's favor on our life, then we're going to have to be righteous. We're going to have to trust in Him and we're going to have to stay where He's led us. God will never lead you outside of His Word. But if we step outside of His words, uh, 
then we're no longer being led by his righteousness. Thank God we can stay and not stray. And if we have strayed, we can come back to the right way. Oh, how we need God's favor.